we just are so used to a fixed mindset, but you can learn a growth mindset, right? You can choose it. You can choose to look at your experiences in a completely different way, right? So you don't have to look at something as failure. You can just say, oh, it just didn't work out the way I thought it would. And now I'm going to learn something from it. I'm going to do it differently next time. This is episode 31 with Lani Kim. Hello everyone and welcome to the Two-Run Show. A show for the 21st century youth, periodicized productivity, wellness, and human condition. Can you subscribe and leave us a review in the direction find your podcast? Also send us a mail at info at show.com. You follow us on any of our social media platforms at the Two-Run Show. Thank you. The Bashes Midri once said, bad news is that you can control nothing but your thoughts. Good news is that with your thoughts, you can control everything else. Control your thoughts and everything else will be under your control. Managing your mind has to be one of the most difficult things a person will ever have to face. But the benefits is really worth it. Today in this episode, I sit down with Lani Kim. So your thoughts create your results. But the wonderful thing is you have a choice as to what thoughts to think. And all thoughts are available to you. Like you can think whatever you want. Lani Kim is a professional life coach. Her specialty is transitions in life, making changes into different other changes like retirement, coming out of retirement, women going back into the workforce, as well as transferring skill sets. In this episode, we talk about the types of mindsets an individual must have, benefits of having their growth mindset. We look at practical ways to focus on growth mindset using the mindset model. Also, we talk about defining ourselves from self-limiting beliefs and thoughts. And finally, we answer listeners' tips and questions live on the show. Stick and stay with us. Up next is Lani Kim with Managing Your Mind. wonderful woman mrs lani kim with us and um you're going to have a wonderful episode about managing your mind so hi mrs and welcome to the show hi hello everyone happy new year <laughs> oh happy new year sure i'm sure this episode goes goes live after the new year so happy new year um so oh, okay. mrs., mrs kim tell us something about yourself uh, well, I live in California in the United States. Um, I have three kids and a dog. <laughs> um, and uh, currently, I um, am a life coach. And um, like a lot of people, I'm homeschooling my kids, but I've homeschooled my kids for many, many years. And um, yeah. 
Okay. I love to craft. <laughs> I like knit and crochet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So in there, you said something about a life coach. And so who is a life coach and what does a life coach do? Okay. So a life coach um, is, so what I do is I'm, I'm a mindset coach and I help people manage their mind. So if you think about like a financial planner who helps you, um, like think about your money, like what do you want to accomplish with your money, right? Do you want a house? Do you want to buy land? Do you want to buy different things, right? And then they give you a plan, like how do you make that happen? And then they coach you kind of along the way or like even a personal trainer, right? A personal trainer, you'd come and say, oh, I want to be able to lift a certain amount of weight or I want to lose a certain amount of pounds, right? And then they help you through that process. So basically I do the same thing, right? Um, and I use like similar ideas, but I help my clients uh, accomplish their goals by helping them manage their mind. So it's all in your mind, no special equipment required, um, just your thoughts. Um, and the reason mindset is such like a foreign word, even when people say mindset, they'll ask me like, what is that? Um, is because, you know, there's just a lack of education in what, in managing our minds, right? Uh So I really do the educational part and then I also help my clients with whatever goals that they have. Okay, that sounds interesting. Um, So is there anything, what really is involved? Is it it like you have to go to school to be a life coach? You you have to enroll in a particular course to be a life coach or something? So in the States, um, there is no legal um certification that you have to have there's there's life coaching schools okay um and they're all different but there's no legal um certification that you need there's professional boards just like for doctors or lawyers or anyone who like teachers you know who um have kind of rules and regulations yeah. um but in all honesty you you don't have to have any specific uh education but we always say that to become a life coach is easy but to keep clients is really hard you have to be good at what you do because your clients only come to you based on results. So if you can't get the results, you're going to lack clients. So in that, you know, there's a lot of um, uh, filtering of the one coaches who are good and the coaches who are not as good. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. Sounds interesting. Um, I mean, last time you had a chat, you were talking about how you are meeting clients offline. I was, I was asking myself how in the pandemic, looking at your strict, how you're able to maintain clients. And it's like, it looks like, it sounds um, to me almost like a very interesting profession. Yeah, yeah. And it's um, a fairly new profession. You know, it came out in the 70s. So, you know, it's it's fairly new compared to everything else that's been around since the beginning of time. Um, and it's really kind of that piece of education that we really lack that we kind of learn through life by making mistakes and learning it on our own. But life coaches really bring you all these tools to help you accomplish your goals. And um, in a way that, you know, we just don't get at school. We don't get this kind of, of education at school. Um, a lot of business people tend to learn a lot of these skills as they go through life, just because it's necessary. Um, you know, you, you're trying to accomplish big goals and you really have to learn like how to do, how to manage your mind. But, um, life coaches bring you that educational piece, you know, and really teach you what it's like to do this for yourself. 
Oh, okay, okay. All right. So straightforward. That's today you're looking at how to manage your mind. And um it sounds like a cliche because everyone seems to have their own idea, at least an idea of how to manage their, their mind. So today we're looking at um coming from the professional's side of things. How important is it that you take control of your mind? Oh, <laughs> success begins in your head, right? I mean, we think about um, dreaming, right? We think of goals that all starts in our head. Anything that we want to accomplish, wherever we want to go in life, it all starts in our head with some kind of thought about that goal or that accomplishment, right? So yeah. if we were to think if that thought never came into our head, we just would never accomplish that goal, right? So it's so important because as we all know, right, um, we can experience a lot of things like stress, yeah. right? And that has an effect on our body. And stress comes all from our mind. It's these thoughts that we have. So the mind has such this powerful effect on how we feel and what we do and what we're able to accomplish. Um, and really what I love about working with clients is what I call cleaning up your mind, learning the thoughts that you have about any situation and learning about the ones that don't serve you and the ones that do serve you. So, so many people, we have a goal, for instance, and we have all these negative thoughts, the thoughts that prevent us from taking action because it's out of fear or out of sadness, or out of anger, right? And if we're not able to identify that, we can't move on. Uh Or we try to move on, but we don't get the result that we want. So it's it's really important to first start there, right? Uh And then after you find all those things that don't serve you, now you can find all the thoughts that do serve you and really take action from a good place. You know, if you're okay. taking a pl- taking action from a place of anger, you're not going to yield a good result. If you're taking action from a um, from fear, right? Again, you're not going to get the result that you want. So, you know, really identifying all those things is, and it's not even doesn't always take a lot of time, and it's actually not super difficult. It's just something we're not taught, okay. so we just don't know how. So that's that's what I love being able to give people tools that they just were unaware of and allowing them to actually be able to help themselves. No, oh, okay. Okay, sure. So, um, I mean, we, we, we usually hear this, that in a single day, about 60,000 thoughts comes into your mind, 60,000. Mm-hmm. And it said that about 40,000 of them are negative, whether they are beliefs from our childhood, whether they are beliefs, we, ha- we, we have these beliefs, not because we've investigated them, maybe because we've had it somewhere. So now what tools, what strategies can we adopt to make sure that we are actually using our mind, not by what someone is saying or by the beliefs our fathers really had, but we are having a mindset from our own perspective and experiences. Right. Okay. So what I first tell people is your brain has kind of two big choices to make. You can have a growth mindset or you can have a fixed mindset. So growth mindset is um, looking at like new experiences. A fixed mindset just wants to be where it is currently, right? So um, I like to learn new things versus I just want to do what I'm already good at. And 
in that is when you have a growth mindset, when you're trying something and it doesn't work out, you don't see it as failure. You learn, look at it as a learning experience, right? Whereas if you have a fixed mindset, you see when you don't get the result you want immediately, you see it as failure and you think it's a reflection of you. Like this is who I am. It didn't work out. I can't do it. Right. Versus a growth mindset would be like, oh, that didn't work out. I wonder why. How do I learn? How do I do it differently so I can get to where I want to be? Okay. So really, it comes down to first choosing where you want to be. And most people, when you tell them that, most people will say, oh, I definitely want to have a growth mindset. Right. We just are so used to a fixed mindset, but you can learn a growth mindset, right? You can choose it. You can choose to look at your experiences in a completely different way, right? So you don't have to look at something as failure. You can just say, oh, it just didn't work out the way I thought it would. And now I'm going to learn something from it. I'm going to do it differently next time and have a next time, right? When you have a fixed mindset, you just kind of stop. You're like, oh, it's not working. It's not going to work in the future. I'm just going to stop here, right? So you're not growing. Okay. So the other tool is now getting into managing your mind and managing those, what did you say, 60,000 thoughts or 600,000 thoughts? 60,000 thoughts. Everything goes on. 60,000 thoughts. Yeah. Right? And what managing your mind looks like is having a specific tool so that, you know, obviously you can't sort through all 60,000 thoughts, right? But you definitely can focus on some of those thoughts, right? Uh So so if you have a notebook or notepad and a pen handy, grab it because this is the part you're going to want to jot down, okay? Um, So once you've chosen a mindset, like now you can use what's called the model. And that's what I'm going to teach you. And so um, you can actually go through the process yourself. Uh Okay. So what is the model, right? It is a systematic tool that you can use to reach your goals using only your mind. Um, I love this tool because it's classic. It never expires. It's always right. You can use it in all circumstances and you get to use it for the rest of your life. So, I mean, it's just a tool that I love to teach people. Okay. Um, and what, what we'll do now is like, okay, dive into what that is. So the basic premise is your thoughts create your results. Okay. So that's underlying thought. Now we go into the model and there's five parts to the model. Okay. The first part is your circumstances. The uh-huh. second part are, is your thoughts. The third part is your emotions. Okay. The fourth part is your actions. And the last fifth part are your results. Okay? okay. So we write them in that specific order because that's actually how your brain works. Okay. okay? Yeah. So your circumstance is always going to be neutral. We think in our own heads, we, we actually have created whether it's positive or negative, but really it's neutral. So for instance, running a marathon. Okay. That's our circumstance. Now, people who are runners might be really excited about it. (laughs) Someone who is not a runner as myself would think, wow, that's really hard. Um, I don't think, I don't think I could do that. Right. That sounds like torture. (laughs) 
learning how to run a marathon. That sounds like a whole, whole lot of hard work, right? So it's a neutral circumstance. It just depends on how that person takes in that circumstance and how they choose to think about it, right? Okay, so your circumstance is something neutral, but that circumstance will trigger some kind of thought, okay? And when we do our work, we really try to get that thought down to one sentence. Too often we see our circumstance and we like to tell ourselves this big long story and it makes it so complicated and it makes it so much bigger than it really is. You really want to get it down to one sentence. Okay. Three to five words if you could do it, in fact. Okay. The third, so what happens is when you have those thoughts, right? It's going to produce an emotion, a feeling, okay? And that really should be one or two words at the most, right? like sadness, anger, confidence. We really want to get it down to one to two words, okay. one preferably. And that emotion is going to generate some kind of action. You're going to take action from that emotion. It's going to cause some kind of action within you. Okay. And that action is exactly what creates the result. Okay. Uh Now you can use this to your benefit or you can use this to your detriment. (laughs) You get to choose, right? But so, so often in our heads, right, we have these, what we call unintentional thoughts. They just come into our head. So if I say, like I said, a marathon, I'd be thinking, Unintentionally, I'm thinking hard, <laughs> lots of running, yeah. <laughs> lots of sweat. Uh-huh. And then so someone else, that. right? Right? Yeah, sure. And so um, that's my intention, unintentional thought, right? But say, for instance, I have a goal of running a marathon. Well, those thoughts aren't going to serve me because I'm going to really not want to do anything about it, right? Uh-huh. Thinking it's hard. It, I'm getting sweaty. It's... I have to run outdoors, all these things that doesn't serve me. That's not going to help me get to my goal of running that marathon. What it's actually going to do is make me not want to run a marathon. Okay. Right. So what we need to do is now create intentional thoughts, right? So that line, that T line, the thought line, okay. I can substitute it with um, something else that will serve me. It could be, Running a marathon sounds awesome. Or I can do anything. Or it might be um, I can try something new. Okay. Right? All of these thoughts are much better than thinking that sounds hard. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so we can choose an intentional thought. Okay. So I'm going to run through a model of this and show you guys, and you can write down and see it for yourself on paper so that it makes a little more sense to you. Cause if I just talk about it, some, it depends if you're, if you like to just listen to things and they make sense for you. Great. I'm a visual person. So I always write things down. That's just the way I learn things best. Yeah. Um, so Benjamin, can you think of like a circumstance, anything? Let's say going to the gym. Going to the gym? Uh-huh. Okay, so the gym. That's your circumstance. Okay, so now do you like going to the gym or not? I used to, not to, but now I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, what was the thought that you had about the gym before you liked going? Can you think of what it is? 
or what it was? I just think gym was hard. It involved a lot of discipline. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll say going to the gym requires a lot of discipline. Yeah. Okay. And in, and right, and some people might not mind that, right? But for you, that created what kind of emotion? How did you feel like when you thought that, oh, this requires a lot of discipline? I felt so, I, I just didn't want to go to the gym. This, this, I, was, I got discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. Discouraged, right? Right. And so when you're discouraged, what would you do about going to the gym? Would you go there? Nope. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> so we'll say avoid gym. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the result is, what did you think about going to the gym? Did those thoughts help you? Nope. They never helped me. <laughs> did you go to the gym? No, I didn't. Until I okay. said not go to gym, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the circumstances, the gym, the thought is going to the gym requires a lot of discipline. Uh-huh. The emotion is discouraged. Your action is avoiding the gym. And your result is not going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. So if we... Now, right, that was your unintentional model, meaning like that's just what you thought, right? Mm-hmm. You just, someone said, Jim, these are the thoughts that you had, right? So yeah. you wanted to change your attitude towards that, right? Because hopefully you're thinking going to the gym could be healthy, right? So mm-hmm. what can you think of a thought that maybe helped you turn around, you know, and make a different decision? I just thought going to the gym was for myself. Okay. Okay. So that was your thought going to the gym is for myself. And what was the emotion that you had? I felt, how do I put it? I felt um, not encouraged, but I felt the desire to go to the gym more often. Motivated? Yeah, I feel motivated to go to the gym motivated. more often. Yeah. Okay, motivated. All right. And when you feel motivated, what did you end up doing? I ended up going to the gym. All right. And the result was you continued to? I continued to go. Okay. Right. So that's a really good example of how even everyday life where people are like, well, the gym's not a big deal, but it really can be right. It can be the difference between being healthy and not healthy. Yeah, sure. So you can really use this model to help yourself. You know, for instance, in the beginning when you're struggling, right. And you're thinking, oh, this is going to require a lot of discipline. Uh Right. Then you decided to choose a different thought about the gym which served you and helped you get to your goal of going to the gym. Okay. So this is very much how we can use the model in everyday life with all kinds of decisions that we're making for us to identify, right? So one of the things you can also do is when you said 60,000 thoughts, right? Is you can just find a certain subject or theme or circumstance and just that one, right? Not writing down the 60,000 thoughts because we don't have time to write down 60,000 thoughts. But you can pick like, for instance, for you, it would have been the gym, right? You could have yeah. said, oh, it requires a lot of discipline. It sounds hard, but it's also good for me. And I want to do this for myself, right? So a thought download is really just letting out all the thoughts that you have on a certain subject. Uh-huh. And the reason we do that is once you get it on paper, right? Or once you've said it to yourself, it doesn't seem so harmful. It doesn't seem so hard, right? And you're just thinking, oh, it's just a thought. Uh I thought it was hard, right? I just thought it was hard. It's not harming me to think it's hard. It's just a thought I have, right? 
but I have all these other thoughts. And one of them that's going to help me is I'm going to the gym for myself. Uh Right. So if you don't know where to start, you can definitely just find something you're struggling with. Right. And just write down all the thoughts you have about it and then put them into the model. Um, So for instance, um, okay, let's see. So what's, what's something else you could think of? Reading. Let me put it up. Reading. Reading. Okay. All right. Let's do reading. Uh Okay. So your circumstances reading, and again, it's neutral, right? It sounds like maybe reading is not your favorite thing to do. (laughs) I love reading. (laughs) Right? So we see that it's a... Early teens. My my teenage, um, I I just didn't like, I would read a whole book, I would just one book a whole whole week. And... It was, going to, it was so difficult for me until I grew up into my 20s where I, I could read three books in a week. So <laughs> so we see that reading, right? I saw, see it as like, oh, I'm so excited. And you thought about it as, hmm. <laughs> I was working. <laughs> Not something as exciting, it used to be working, yeah. Right? So, so what was your thought about reading? It was quite difficult for me to read because I had to grasp the whole information. Mm-hmm. Reading is difficult. And also, I felt discouraged. When it comes to emotions, I felt discouraged already. Mm-hmm. I would too. <laughs> if I thought it was difficult, right? I mean, anything time we think something is difficult, it's always going to discourage us from from moving forward. Yeah. Okay. And so, what was your what was your action? So you're discouraged, and you would I would just not be around books. I didn't want to see a book. Oh, avoid books totally. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, that's good. And then what happened in terms of reading? What was the result? I didn't get... You had this thought reading. Yeah, I didn't get much information. I realized I was lucky. Okay. So lucky to get much information. That's interesting. That's great. That's good insight like that you could figure that out. So that's where your unintentional model was, right? That's just naturally kind of how you felt about reading, yes, right? Sure. From the experience that you've had. Uh-huh. Now, you said you read more often now? Yeah, I do. Okay. So what was a thought that you had about reading that changed the way that you approached it? It was the, it was the, the desire to get, stay informed. Okay. So I want to be informed. I wanted to be informed, yeah. And what I love about this thought is that actually, even though you have to read, right, you didn't put reading in it Yeah. because you were able to still motivate yourself without having to actually think about the reading part of it, uh-huh. right? Okay. So what was your emotion from that? I, I loved to read. So this one too, you were motivated to read, motivated right? To read, yeah. Okay. So then you read and then what was the result of reading? I'm not informed have a lot of perspective about the whole lot of things. Lots of information and knowledge. Yeah. So I'm going to go over uh, back over the gym one and this one, because I want to show you guys or explain to you how your thoughts create your results, right? Because we have this five lines, right? And your uh-huh. thoughts is your second one, the uh-huh. second line, and your results is the fifth line. But I want to show that the two are so tightly correlated right so for instance we go back to your gym example the first one when you were discouraged and you thought it was going to be require a lot of discipline right is your result is not going to the gym because you thought it was going to require a lot of discipline so you didn't discipline yourself to the go to the gym and it's this (laughs) right 
is this loop. Yeah. It's going to require discipline. I don't go. I'm not disciplined. Oh, it requires discipline, <laughs> you know, and it just goes around and around. Yeah. Right. And then you had what we call your intentional model, right? You wanted to do something different. You didn't want to keep avoiding the gym. Uh-huh. So you chose a thought going to the gym is for myself. Yeah. Right. And your result was you continued to go to the gym, the gym yeah. because you thought this is for myself. Uh-huh. You have to keep taking care of yourself, right? Uh-huh. So it's this loop of thoughts and results, right? Yeah. So similar, you go over the one, uh, the model about reading, right? Uh-huh. You thought reading is difficult, right? So you lacked information yeah. because you thought reading is difficult. And then you lacked information because you thought reading is difficult, right? And so it's this loop. And then the last one was, your thought was, I want to be informed. Yeah. And the result was... You got lots of information and knowledge, right? Which motivated you again to think, I want to be informed, Okay. which caused you to have lots of info. And then that thought created the result of you having lots of information and knowledge Uh now, right? Because you found a way to read, right? So this is some examples of like how powerful our minds are in creating our results, Right. Yeah. We get so lost in thinking we have to do something. We have to do something. We have to do something. Right. Yeah. Too often where we keep thinking, oh, how to do it, what to do, how, what, how, what. And it really you can't do the proper how and the proper what if in your brain you're not starting from where you need to start from. Right. So if I so, for instance, for me, going back to the marathon, right. My circumstances marathon, my thought is, oh, this is really hard. And my emotion would be discouraged, right? And my action would be not to start. And my result would be to never run a marathon, right? Uh So even if people say, for instance, I posted, oh, I want to run a marathon, but I think it's hard on maybe like Facebook, right? I could have tons of people email me all these different plans, right? They're like, oh, you want to run a marathon? This is how you do it. You, week one, you run one mile. Week two, you run five miles. Week three, you know, whatever their plan might be. Yeah. Or you know, it might be a nutritional plan. Like, oh, well, this is the way to get your body ready to run, you know, so many miles. Huh? But if I still have the thought that this is going to be hard, I'm going to look at all these plans and I'm going to think, yeah, this is really hard. Look at all these plans people are sending me. I don't know which one to choose. There's yeah. all these steps. And that doesn't, even though someone gave me a how, right? And even how, right? The steps. And even though someone gave me a what, like what? A plan. Uh-huh. My thought itself is going not going to get me my result, right? I mean, it gets me my result, not running a marathon, right? Uh So that thought, this is hard, no matter what people give me, no matter the how that people give me, right? That like the steps, I'm not going to end up running that marathon because it's hard is what I'm telling myself. Uh And everything that I see, right? All these plans, these nutrition plans, these running plans, just in my head, is going to prove myself right. Yeah, it's hard. Look at all these different options I have. Look at all these steps that I have to take, right? Whereas if I tell myself something else, for instance, like, um, oh, this is new and exciting, right? Uh If I tell myself running a marathon is new and exciting, right? And then people start to send me all these plans and all these like running plans, nutrition plans. I might think, oh yeah, this is all new to me. Right. This is new. Like, wow, there's all these different options. This is exciting. 
Right? I can't wait to try these out. And it's just a different, then I would actually try it. (laughs) And then, you know, you end up being able to hit your goal. So this is really how the model works in our everyday life. And like I said, if you grabbed a pen and paper and you wrote down those five steps, circumstance, thought, emotion, action, and results, right? Remember your circumstances neutral, your thought should be down to like one sentence. You can really take charge of your life and find the areas that you need to work on and put them all in the model and choose the thoughts that serve you. Okay, okay. That's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um we we normally put our post out there as I as I said the last time so that our, our listeners can um send us a question. Or maybe a question or questions. And one question that came from one of our listeners, one one of our loyal listeners was what role does meditation play in managing your mind? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Meditation plays a huge role because what you're doing is you're actually telling your brain where to go when you meditate. Okay. So there's a couple of ways to think about meditation, right? Usually we think about meditation in a spiritual sense. So a lot of people have their different beliefs and they kind of have this way that they meditate in their own belief system. Yeah. And that's part of it. But what the model that I just explained to you does is helps you go through that meditation process. Uh And so regardless of your belief system, you can use this model And what it does is helps you go through the steps of meditation. So for instance, if you're meditating because you have a stressful, uh, maybe work situation, right? And you're thinking, okay, I'm going to meditate on this. I'm going to, you know, I want to come out better. I don't want to be so stressed, right? As you think through that circumstance, right? Maybe it's a boss who is very difficult. If you put it into the model, it will help you to meditate through that. So you have a place for your brain to go to. If you tell your brain to go to a certain place enough times, it will go there. It's kind of like when you're driving, right? We have all these different ways where we can get to a certain place. We can take this turn or this turn. We can go down this road or this road and we can still end up in the same place. But when you meditate you're able to tell your brain exactly where to go. Because if you don't give it specific directions, it will never go there, right? So for instance, for you, Benjamin, the gym, you could have just kept telling yourself, this is going to require discipline and I don't want to do it. I feel discouraged, right? But what you did is you chose a thought, right? And you told your brain where to go to. Instead of telling, instead of your brain keep uh, choosing the road of this is going to require discipline. You gave it another option and you said, here you go. Like there's another way to get there, right? Or there's another route, another road, and we're going to take the road, right? That's going to get us to a result. Yeah. So meditation is so important. Thinking is so important because when you think you're also able to come up with your own solutions, right? You're not waiting around for someone to come along and present you with the perfect solution. That may never happen, 
right? Like if you think of people who invented things, they didn't wait around for someone to give them the invention. They just created something completely new. They wanted to solve a problem, right? Yeah. So it just came from their brain, right? They just totally thought of something new, (laughs) something that doesn't even exist. And you are able to invent your own life if you spend time in meditation, Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and one one area I know we we have a, a whole episode on meditation, so I'm going to delve deep into that. But one <laughs> one area that um I personally talk about, especially um um this era of the pandemic, is people got stuck with um let's say their their kids. My mom, for instance, got stuck with her grandchildren, and she had never been stuck with them for for such a long period and mm-hmm. you realize that at, at the first stage is okay i mean you you miss each other so you are okay then after some time it's more like they're pushing your emotional triggers here and there and this one is jumping and your dog is barking when when it wouldn't even have a meeting and all of that you don't have a zoom meeting but your dog, your dog is barking and all of that and so most of us ended up with some if i should put it in a, a quote mental health issues so I want us to talk about those of us who put their thinking on autopilot. There are people mm-hmm. whose thinking are on autopilot. They virtually do nothing about their thinking. What can you, you see about them? How can they channel their mind from being an autopilot and just putting in everything? Okay. Yeah. So I would highly encourage them to do a thought download. That would be the first place I would um, start. So put um, you know, like pandemic, (laughs) that could be your, um, your, uh, circumstance. Right. Uh And then just down, like write down all the thoughts you have about it, everything. And you're now you're able to identify exactly why you're feeling stressed. You're feeling frustrated. You're feeling angry. You're feeling hopeless. All the emotions that you're currently feeling that are not serving you, right? I mean, some people are, some people have a different reaction. Some people have been like, oh, I've been spending time with my family. It's been great, right? So this is this is for the people who it's not serving, right? The way that they're feeling is not serving them. So when you get it all out on thoughts, I mean, your thoughts on paper, right? You're able to see and identify what is actually causing all of your stress. And now you can take each thought and now create intentional models. Meaning, okay, so for instance, you t- you mentioned, right, a dog barking in the background, right? I have that. I have a dog and I've definitely <laughs> faced that, right? And I'm like, oh, goodness sakes, right? So what are some solutions, right? So what are some thoughts, first of all, that you could have, right? Dog barking would be your circumstance. Yeah. What is many different things. So one of them could be, how do I train my dog to keep quiet? Uh-huh. Right? Because that's an option. Yeah. Or how do I let people, or I need to let people know that I have a dog. Because it might be as simple as just saying, just to let you know, I have a dog. And I apologize if it barks, you know, and if that happens, I'm going to mute myself. Right. So there's, we open up our minds to what can we do? So I, I would say my, my, um, if you want to call it like a sentence would be, be curious, 
be curious about how you can be your own solution. So, right. If your curiosity is like, well, how do I solve this? How do I, how do I approach a barking dog? Right. Be curious instead of just saying, oh my goodness, this this dog is driving me nuts. There's nothing I can do about my dog because it keeps barking when I'm on a Zoom call, right? What are your solutions? Be curious. Open your mind to the possibility that there's a very simple solution that you just haven't thought about, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so this is a is this is a tool you can use for even other things, right? So for instance, if you are um, you know, like a parent, a grandparent, and you have your grandkids and you're trying to get on with life, right? How do you do that? Right. So maybe it's explaining to, you know, it's depending on the age, obviously, right? Uh-huh. If kids are slightly older, can you plan ahead and maybe take your calls when it's snack time and you make sure that they have a snack and they have something to play with? Right. Or if there's an older sibling, maybe the older sibling, you can just ask them, hey, for the next half hour, can you make sure that here's a snack? Here's a game you can play with your sibling. Just 30 minutes. Right. I'll be done in 30 minutes. So that might be a solution. Or it might be having your Zoom calls at a time when someone else can help you out. Right. Or if it's not a formal meeting, can can the child be near you, you know, especially for little ones, right? Or can you actually hold them on your lap? Would that be okay? It just depends on your situation, right? I mean, obviously, if you're in a very formal work um, situation, there's going to be different protocols. But I know, at, at least for us in the States, like, it's kind of become this thing that you kind of know is going to happen especially for teachers with young kids, right? Yeah. You're teaching a class and your kid is like yes. somewhere in the background, right? So is it, and, and the question is, is this even a big deal, right? Because you might be stressing over it, but it might not even be a big deal, mm-hmm. right? So is this actually a problem? Yeah, if okay. everyone else is encountering this, right? And not that we don't want to try to be professional, not that we don't ever try to want, you know, we always want to do our best, but is this something that's just kind of a new normal, right? Mm-hmm. And we do our best. We talk to our kids. We train our kids as best as we can, but they might come in the background. And is there a way we could deal with that? Or is it even a problem, right? So for my oldest, she actually does virtual schooling. And it's just a normal thing that some of the teachers have kids like waving in the background, or sometimes they'll just ask their parent, like, I need a snack. And then the parent will just say, okay, give me 30 minutes. When I'm done with this class, I'll get you a snack. And it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So is it really even a problem? Are you stressing about something that may not even be a problem? Yeah. So I would say this is really where you do that deep work and just keep thinking. Be curious. How can you find a solution? And what are some thoughts, right? Some thoughts would, can I solve this? How do I solve this situation? What can I do? How can I be productive, right? Or how can I help my children first, right? Um, if like, you're, you know, you're going to get on a meeting, right? Uh-huh. Now, you're not, instead of like, oh, they're going to be so frustrating or they might interrupt me. Well, how can they not interrupt you? Yeah. Right. So that would be definitely where you could do some good mindset, mind managing work to really help you in the situation that you're in. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like the whole, um, it's not a big deal because sometimes one thing I have learned is that people stress over things that the other party might not even worry about. 
like mm-hmm. as you're having a Zoom call right now, my my nephew he's not around at the moment. He could walk in and say he wants to he wants to sleep here, and I'm not sure you have a problem with it. Especially this is just a video of what we are recording, and if people wanted to look at have a view of you, they not they won't be bothered. Won't be bothered about my nephew coming in and going out. But sometimes we are worried. Sometimes maybe it's because um. We want to be per- we want to be a perfectionist or something, but sometimes at the, in the end, in the long run, um, it's going to it's not going to worry the person on the other side. It's going you're going you're going to be the one affected. So I think we should leave. There's a need for us to stress over things that really don't have a toll on. I mean, it doesn't do anything. It's not going to worry anybody. I think it's very 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 true. So um, we're going to wrap up very soon but one thing i i think if i don't ask this question there's a listener that is going to really cut off my head and <laughs> the question has to do with belief systems and um i i had already um given a just in, in an earlier question and i was saying that it's like people have these belief systems going on like i don't need to um, go to the gym i don't need to go to the gym in the morning because my my dad never went to the gym i i don't do meditation because I'm not a spiritual person. I don't do this because of that. And these ideas are not ideas that we've really tried and tested them. They are things we seem to know. We seem to think about them. Oh, I don't listen to podcasts because podcasts sounds sounds boring. I don't do this because of that. I don't do this because of that. So how can we um, have an intuitive mind, a mind, a mindset that is we are actually owning the mindset? It's not like someone said this and I've picked it up on a whole. How can we inculcate that with the tools that you've talked about? So how can someone like work off, like go outside of what yeah, they like, currently like live? Like for instance, um, people, especially from where I come from, people get married and there's a pressure for them to give birth after a year. It's like a societal pressure or something. And it, it's become so intuitive that people, people really look forward to it. Even though no one's physically asking them why why don't you have a kid after a year of getting married? But it's more like if eating into our mind. So now people have plans for that. So even if they can't afford it, they think, oh, society expects me to sort of mm-hmm. have a have a kid after one year. Which in a way society there's no societal question, but it's more like it's eating into our mind. So how do we make sure these things um can manage our mind with regards to these things? Okay. That's a really, really good question. <laughs> um, so my invitation, invitation to you would be to do daily thought downloads. Okay. The reason is when you get into the practice of writing your thoughts down, uh-huh. you naturally just start to think this way. You will just naturally start to get into your own head is what I call it, meaning being aware of your thoughts, right? Instead of just, instead of um, kind of going with the plan, right? Of like, okay, we get married um, and kind of maybe around our first anniversary, we may have a a kid, right? Our our parents are so excited. They're looking forward to grandchildren and children are a blessing. And, you know, we come from this uh, belief or, you know, like society, which really, um, celebrates the birth of, of children. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, and it's a beautiful thing. I mean, there is, it's, you know, I I think that's wonderful. Right. And I mean, there's so many societies that don't look at it that way. So that, that's a beautiful thing. However, 
when you start to do down a thought downloads on like a daily basis, what you'll notice is that you start to write thought downloads about the things that you're doing in life. So for instance, like having kids, right? Yeah. You're going to have a thought about that. You know, like you will come across that in a thought download and you're just like, oh, well, why am I doing this? Right. What thoughts do I have about it? Right. And you may think it's a wonderful, beautiful thing. And that's great. That's great if that's where you are. But if you have any thoughts about it, like so thoughts, you can have several thoughts, as you well pointed out at the same time. Right. Going on. So never think that you're only going to have one thought about something. It's okay to have multiple thoughts. But the thing about uh, mindset work is choosing the thought that you're actually going to practice and that's actually going to create your results. So maybe it's, I think children are a blessing. However, I also think that we can't afford a child. However, I also want to bring joy to my parents. Uh And, you know, I mean, you're going to have all these different thoughts, right? So when you start to do thought downloads, you'll notice like you'll start to grab out of those 60,000 thoughts, you know, the thoughts that are about one circumstance, right? So like here, it's like having kids, right? So that would be the circumstance. And as you do thought downloads, it's just becomes like regular practice. Couldn't you know when you drive? You know how like you don't have to even think about driving like after a couple of years. And if something, um, if something runs out in front of you, right, you automatically know to stomp on that brake, right? Uh-huh. Whereas a new driver would be like, oh my goodness, which is the brake? Right? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, I don't even know. And so they would freak out and probably hit whatever it is because they're just learning something, right? But yeah. or like riding a bicycle, right? First, that first. I don't know, however many times, right? It's jiggly, you fall and, you know, you can't even like sit on it properly, right? And then after a while, you just hop on the bike and you go, right? It just Uh like, you can almost not even, you can't, you can almost not know how to ride a bike after that, right? Uh And so your brain will also go down there. And what happens is you're naturally almost going to start to do thought downloads in your head. You're not even going to have to always get them out on paper Uh and you're going to be so much aware of like how you do have a lot of different thoughts about different things. Okay. And so when you start to do, you take actions that feel uncomfortable or you're not happy with, you'll go into now modeling them out, like thought downloads and modeling them out. So even if it's something you've been taught over and over and you've been doing that, that being conscious that, Oh, you know, I actually don't really like doing this. Right. Or that really wasn't what I wanted to do. Then you become curious and you'll start asking yourself, well, okay, what are my thoughts about this? And so that just becomes a practice. So yeah, even if you are, if you are unaware now of something that you're doing that may not serve you, as you do thought downloads, you're going to become more thoughtful about the things that you do. And you're going to identify like, oh, I don't really like doing this. Like, why don't I like doing it? Right. What are my thoughts towards it? So Regardless in any circumstance that you're in now, it's eventually going to come to you. It may not be today, right? It, it might be a process, but you will definitely get that greater like uh, awareness, you know, um, as you were talking about, as you go through the process on a regular basis. Uh, okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's a powerful submission. Um, we're going to wrap up maybe after this, but then um, one 
one quote that's really changed my mind, my life when it comes to managing mind is, is that um, you have the power to choose. I'm not quoting Tony Robbins quote and quote, but uh, he, he actually says, you have the power to choose what you can think and how you can think about it. And he says, the quality of your thoughts is determined by the quality of your life. I mean, the quality of your thoughts determines the quality of your life. So your thoughts, your thinking process has something direct proportion to the quality of your life. So I would always say that um, in, in in whatever comes to mind, even though there are 60,000 thoughts that comes to your mind automatically, I mean, I think we should always make sure that we can purge through them so that we can choose the best one, so that we can have a quality life. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's a powerful, it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's a really powerful quote, right? And yeah. Yeah. for you, you have taken action from that thought, right? That thought now is your own thought. You mm-hmm. have taken that and you've practiced it so many times mm-hmm. that it's become your own thought. And now you've done all these things, maybe, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, you never thought you would do because mm-hmm. you believe so, you know, you believe it because you kept telling yourself over and over and you've done what we call thought work, right? You keep thinking it, you keep thinking it. And you're like, I believe it, I believe it. And initially your actions might be a little like, oh, I kind of think I should be doing this, right? But after you've lived in that belief for so long and you've thought that thought so many times, after a while you're like, oh, okay, I know just to take action. Like I I trust myself, I trust that thought and it's going to get me to where I want to go, right? So I mean, look at you, you've got this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I mean, internationally, right? We're getting yeah, of course, in this, I have, I have an international um, live coach on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's an amazing accomplishment in terms of what you've done and what you've been able to reach out and create because you believe that so deeply, right? That I need to have high quality thoughts right yeah, yeah. that's that's, well, that's amazing yeah, of course yeah thank that's you. a gift for your listeners that you've given them that thought is amazing thank you thank you thank you um so um we we have we are, we are doing the kitchen down so you want to take a summary of all that you've said in, in, in some few seconds a summary of all that you've said from mindfulness through to all you know right So your thoughts create your results but the wonderful thing is you have a choice as to what thoughts to think and all thoughts are available to you. Like you can think whatever you want. That's 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 powerful. So um, we never end our podcast. We we always ask our guests on the show two questions, and it, it runs through, it cuts across. I I know I didn't give you a heads up, but um, you are so capable of answering them. So the first question is: What are the three things in life that personally you know is true and you think will never change? Oh wow, that's a great question. <laughs> Um, for me, um, I believe that God created this world and that he has given me a specific purpose. And regardless of challenges, like I'm here to fulfill that purpose. Sure. Um, the second one is um, I can do really hard things. <laughs> um, the third is my family has blessed me far more than I've ever blessed them. Oh, that's, so, um, so the final question is, what's your definition of success? Personally, what's your definition of success? Mm, being successful is trusting yourself and your abilities and your choices. All right. So, Mrs. Lenny Kim, thank you so much for being and 
our first episode of the podcast managing your mind you've really blessed us and we can't thank you enough looking forward to seeing you in subsequent episodes yes thank you benjamin thank you to your audience all right, all right, uh-huh. welcome. the pleasure is always ours to treasure thank you so much and that is all for this episode kindly subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already leave us a review on any apple device or the apple podcast website a link will be shared in the show notes you can follow the two on show on any social media facebook instagram and twitter at the two on show if you've got anything to share with us future topics conundrum or question productivity tip kindly send all of that an audio file mb3 format to the two on show 2020 at gmail.com or info at the21show.com. Once again, we want to say a special thank you to our cherished listener for spending time with us. We hope to catch you in future episodes.